is a message from one of our Sunday celebrations. And you can find out more about Jubilee by visiting our website at www.jubilee.org.uk. Hi, we are Marcus and Leah Weber. And right now we are living in Stafford in the UK where we are part of Wildwood Church and have been living for the last 15 years. We live here with our four lovely children and two fluffy rabbits. But since I was a teenager, God has put the Church of Germany on my heart and he's really stirred that up again with us in the last two years. In particular, the disparity between West Germany and East Germany in the former GDR the state was so heavily promoting atheism that nowadays most people don't really know anything about the God of the Bible anymore. In a recent poll, 9 out of 10 people said that they do not believe that there is a personal God, let alone that his name is Jesus. Which is why we're moving to Kennet in East Germany this summer. We have a vision to share the message of Jesus' love with people who haven't even had the chance to meet him yet. We want to build a church where God's love and grace and forgiveness transforms lives where people from every generation and every nation can come together and worship this amazing God. We want to plant a church with the Our Christ Central family of churches and in partnership with the Marburg Mission Foundation and they will be our employers in Germany. Now we know that East Germany is a particularly difficult place to grow a church so we would love you to be part of our adventure too. We believe that prayer is powerful, so please pray with us for open hearts, for changed lives, for God's guidance of his blessing on all that we do. We're also praying that more people from the UK might join us in Kenneth. If you think that might be you, please get in touch. We'd love to explore it together. And we will need financial support so that we can use as much of our time and energy as possible with the church plant. So if you are able to support us financially, you can do that in the UK through stewardship and in Germany through the Marburg Museum. And finally, if you'd like to keep in touch, you can sign up to our newsletter in German or in English. You'll find the links and all the other information on our website. Also, bis bald! Auf Wiedersehen! Goodbye! Thank you for having us here. It's uh, our privilege to be here in Derby this morning. We've, we came like years and years ago once, but we didn't see a Sunday morning. I don't e we weren't even in this building. I've no idea where we actually were. It was such a long time ago. <laughs> I can't even remember. Um, anyway, uh, thank you for having us. Uh, greetings as well from Wildwood Church in Stafford. Um, so everyone says hi. Um, and thank you for lending Graham to us so frequently. He's been, um, he's been a real blessing to our church over the last uh, months of, of, well, for longer than that, but particularly over the last months as well. Um, we're going to start this morning uh, speaking a little bit about Acts. So we're preaching through Acts at the moment um, in our church, and I assume probably many of you have already read the book of Acts. It's a really raw uh, story about these crazy Christians right at the beginning. Our first slide shows a picture of what they might have looked like if the slides will come up. I thought these, uh, these are pictures. So down here, I don't know if you guys have watched any of The Chosen. That's, uh, that's Jesus and his disciples in The Chosen. So maybe they looked a bit like that. Maybe they looked like some of those other pictures of a group of people, just ordinary people, meeting together in quite a raw, kind of undomesticated way. They weren't, they weren't all posh in nice cinema seats or anything. They were, they were rough and ready. 
There were normal people meeting in normal houses together, worshipping together, praying together. They were businessmen and, bu and women. They were fishermen. I've got another slide for some fishermen, what they might have looked like. They were tax collectors, but they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. They were all part of this amazing mission with God. And then right at the beginning of Acts, in Acts 1 verse 8, you can read like the header for the whole story of the next 28 chapters. So if on the next slide we see Acts 1 verse 8, we read that Jesus said to them, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. And that's really what's happening over the next 28 chapters. So there are these normal, normal, not special people. They had to have no extra education. They were just a bunch of men from a lake up north somewhere. And they were surprised themselves what would happen over the next years. They didn't even know at that time what would happen. And I guess it was good that they didn't know what would happen because they would have probably been completely out of their depth with, with expecting God to move with them. And this bunch of clueless fishermen, they turned into a mighty fellowship of men on a mission, men and women on a mission. And it happened exactly in the next 28 chapters, what Jesus promised them here, that they would be his witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. And it's even interesting how Jesus says that. And I guess Luke wrote that because it was like the introduction to the book and you can read over the next chapters how they were his witnesses in Jerusalem and Jerusalem was the big capital of the town that was the place where they probably all had been before so there was no known place for them but it was big and they were com they were out of their depth in their own strength to imagine themselves to be witnesses in all Jerusalem and that what that's what happened there was this new community um, growing in Jerusalem after the Holy Spirit came on them and they witnessed to the people immediately around them in their own community, if you want. So ap applying that to us would be, wherever God put you, you are his witness, right? This morning you shouted, I will go. I mean, that means to Jerusalem for most of us, really. Our neighborhoods, our, sh our schools, our, our offices. Something that doesn't look very exciting. Something that doesn't look like a, like a crazy missional country, just where, where you are might be in these, in these cinema chairs when you're visiting the cinema here during the week. It might be in bringing your kids to the school or to, to the nursery. And that's what we believe, though, that the Holy Spirit in his endless power enables every normal person, no matter how old you are, no matter how educated you feel, no matter what accent you used to speak English with, <laughs> that you use as every normal person to be a powerful witness in your normal community in Jerusalem. And then he says, and you will be my witnesses in Judea and Samaria. And in Acts, that happens when persecution starts. So actually, the, as, as if the Christians wanted to stay in their own community, and as if they needed a kick to go into the rest of the country, Judea and Samaria. And the significance for that, I believe, is that that was far bigger than they could have done themselves, okay? That ex exceeded their own capacity. And when we talk about reaching the nation, reaching the United Kingdom with the gospel, we know that we need other, other churches to do that. 
And it's been a privilege for us to be part of that for the last 15 years, to be part of a Christ Central family where we hear from people from Derby and from Stoke and from Sheffield and from Manchester because we know we are part of something bigger, something that we couldn't do ourselves. And um, what happens here is that when they get kicked out of their own town, that it snowballs. They need to start reproducing churches. And that's what we believe is happening in our movement, that we, at some point, somebody moved to, to Derby to start a new church in Derby. And then I think at some point, people moved to Burton from here. And that's just what we do, because that's what the Holy Spirit is doing for us. And then, if these disciples were slightly nervous when Jesus said Jerusalem, and when we were scratching their heads when Jesus said Judea and Samaria, and asking themselves how they should do that, they must have been completely bowled over when he said, and to the ends of the earth. And they will, might have thought about places that they've heard before, where the scary emperor lives in faraway Rome, or where the philosophers argue in Athens. And these will be all places that will be far out of their reach and, and scary and intimidating. And in a couple of years, that's exactly the places where these ordinary people went to, to witness to, arguing with the philosophers in Athens and witnessing before the emperor in Rome. And what the Holy Spirit promised here to do in them, that's exactly what they did, because, because he is powerful and God's kingdom is growing and he uses normal people like you and me. And that's all one, one mission. One mission, Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, to the ends of the earth. This is part of the same thing. And the key is that the disciples witnessed just wherever they went. We read that, this is in Acts 8, just when, when they were kicked out of Jerusalem, those who had been scattered preached the word wherever they went, right? So wherever we are, no matter where we are, we are part of this big mission. And we'll talk a little bit about that part of mission that will start by God's grace in Chemnitz. And we'll start a little bit with our story so far, because for me personally, um, there was never really a divide between hometown and country and to the ends of the earth. And for, for me, there was always obvious there was one. I, I grew up in faraway Thailand. My parents were missionaries there. When we were traveling back to Germany, where they came from, there was just part of the big mission. And I remember when I was a teenager, there was this question, will I, will I be a European missionary in Thailand or will I live in Germany? And I felt God speak really, really um, powerfully to me about the need of good churches in Germany, uh, of, of friends of mine who, ha who didn't believe in Jesus, even though they were part of the country of the Reformation. And so I went to Bible college when I was just the beginning of my 20s with, with the with a um, vision that God would um, build good, powerful churches in Germany, and I wanted to be part of that. In the area where I lived, even though there was the south, which is like the Bible Belt of Germany, there were people traveling an hour to come to our church because the other churches around would have been traditional, traditional, um, yeah, traditional churches with, without many kids and all that stuff. And I wanted to be part of changing that. However, at Bible College, there was also Leah, and Leah came from England. Yep. <laughs> How I got to Bible College in Germany, you can ask me later. It's, it's a long story, Mark said. I haven't got enough time to tell it all now. 
So, <laughs> but I did. I ended up in Bible college in Germany, speaking German, learning theology in German. It's great fun. I uh, really recommend it if you want a challenge. If you want to rely on God, it's a great place to go for a challenge. Um, <laughs> so I stayed, I studied, um, I met Marcus, we fell in love. That's another long story. Um, took him a while. Long story. Very, very long story. Long story. <laughs> <laughs> I was very patient. Um, <laughs> at the end of, uh, the <laughs> sorry, at the end of our studies, uh, we got married. Um, but we were both we were both really passionate about about church. We wanted to to invest in church and churches where people are empowered and um, meet with this amazing God and aren't just going because you know that's the thing that you do on a Sunday morning. We wanted it to be more than that. Um, so we also because I'd spent a long time in Germany, um, we thought it'd be really good for Marcus to come back to the UK and uh, learn my culture, uh, sort of get to know Britishness, uh, so that he could understand me better. It's working. It really is. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, Perfect plan. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good plan. Um, oh, there's a picture, by the way. You can skip one because Marcus missed. Yeah, this one. So that's us right at the beginning. We just got married. We're heading back to the UK. Uh, we got this lovely house. We settled down. We put down roots. We, we have a lovely family. We had four kids um, quite quickly. And... Yeah, and we, we've settled down in, in Wilder Church in Stafford. We've really, we've really found a home there. We've felt that God was really leading us to be in, in, the, in the UK in Stafford and serving the church there. Um, we grew into leadership and, um, yeah. And what, what me struck from, from being in, in the UK from day one was that I wasn't, I wasn't aware of New Frontiers. I'd never met a New Frontiers church in Germany. I think there was one at that time, maybe two. Um, and just getting to know a movement of missional churches, churches who had the vision that every church is a church planting church. And I thought that was so powerful. I, I, was, I was used to a few churches who, I don't know, supported a missionary far away. Or, but, but this understanding of every one of us, there's not, not a real divide between missionaries and normal people. Everyone, as we just said, is called to witness, is called to go. You all shouted this morning, I will go. And that really struck me. And that every church was praying and thinking about where, where would they reproduce again. And I think this is just so powerful to do. And so over the last 15 years, we always wondered, and when, when is the time for us again to be in Germany? So we knew we were in the right place in Stafford. For some years, we knew we are not moving anytime soon. But we knew all the time, and one day, um, we, will be, we will be moving to Germany to, to lock on to this old, to this old calling of, of supporting good churches in Germany. And um, just after COVID, after, remember this time of lockdowns and sorting out kids and homework and their own houses and all this craziness. After that, we, we were four, four weeks, I think, in Germany. So we, had, we just survived it by the skin of our teeth. And we packed our kids in the car and we drove away and just to recover a little bit. And in these four weeks there, we spent a lot of time with my parents, with my family, and also with a with a couple on the next slide we'll see stefan and leon so stefan went to the same youth group as i did and then he st started studying at bible college just in the same year as me by accident we didn't really um, arrange there so but he was a good friend and interestingly he after bible college became missionary in thailand where i had grown up and then he moved back to germany when the kids were at an age where they needed this uh, a good school closer there and he's because he said we couldn't be missionaries in thailand anymore um, so we could have lived in Thailand, but we couldn't have been effective missionaries anymore. So we wanted to be missionaries in Germany. 
and they now planted a church in Munich, which is only 45 minutes away from our, from my hometown there, really. And yeah, that's right, you're, you're on your shirt. And, and we visited them there and just found out how they do it, so they start gathering people in their, in their wohnzimmer, in their living room. And around there, in their living room, he asked, so Marcus, what about you and church planting? And I said, yeah, I'm not quite sure if that was an old like childhood dream and you never become the fireman that you dream of because it's silly or if that was from God. And then he said something like, well, if this really was from God, you should start acting on it. And then he said, because you will be old very soon and then you'll be, <laughs> it'll be too late. And, and then on the way home, we thought, I think that was really God saying that now is the time to act. Yeah. Now is the time to that act. That was a bit really. of a kick at the backside to say, you know, guys, come on, do something about it. So we started praying because it's a big decision. I mean, we had, we'd bought a house some years previous, but we literally just put in a new kitchen um, <laughs> and spent a fortune on a lovely new kitchen, which is fabulous. I'm going to miss. But we... No bitter feelings. It's a, it's a lovely, <laughs> such a nice kitchen. Come and visit us in our house in Stafford. It's a lovely kitchen. Um, <laughs> but we'd, we'd, you know, we had put down roots and we knew this is a big thing. If we're going to move, we need this to be of God. This, is, this can't just be, oh, that'd be cool. Let's go on an adventure. Um, so we prayed and we spoke to lots of really wise um, Christian friends. We, we chatted with Graham. He was, I think you were one of the first people we talked to about it in the, in the UK. We spoke to our um, eldership at church. We spoke to my parents. And yeah, we just prayed and chatted. And every single conversation we had, every single person we spoke to, we felt it was an encouragement. Yeah, it's the time is right. Go now. Um, you, need to, you need to start packing up. You need to start going. And yeah, we, yeah. And in particular, God really put East Germany on the heart more and more. So on the next slide, you'll see that's from a poll asking or finding out if you're Catholic or Protestant or if you're none of the two. And the darker the color, the stronger it is. And you can clearly tell that in the East, because of many, many years of a quite aggressive atheistic um, state set up during GDR times, church was strategically replaced by atheism. And so now, if you ask in the, in the East, um, do you believe there is a personal God, uh, one in 10 people will say yes. And many, and many of the others, they don't even, there's, there's not even the knowledge about what the, what the biblical God looks, um, looks like, what, what sort of God that is. And um, even in this one out of the 10, very, the, very few would say that his name is Jesus and you, you can be a friend of him. Actually, I think Leah's got a screenshot on her phone. About, so actually, just a few years ago, The Guardian wrote about a poll. Yep. And that's just so powerful to, to hear these words. Just listen to this. Um, so a recent study, it's in 2012, a recent study uh, called Beliefs About God Across Time and Countries found that 52.1% of people asked whether they believed in God identified themselves as atheists. This compared with only 10% in Western Germany. Indeed, the survey was unable to find a single person under the age of 28 in Eastern Germany who believed in God. Obviously, there are some. I think I may even have met some once, but the survey was unable to find them. So that's quite powerful, and that's very, very different to Stafford. Um, I'm not quite sure how it, is in, how it is in Derby, but in Stafford, there are lots of Christians and lots of good churches, and that is awesome. And... I think that's probably our, our main, main passion, to be in a place where there are fewer Christians, really, and where there are more people who never had the chance to decide if they wanted to follow Jesus or not, because they don't even know who Jesus is. 
So a year later, we um, we decided we'd go on a reconnaissance trip. We'd uh, we'd go to Germany and test the waters and see where we felt the spirit was leading us. So we hopped in the car again and went for our summer break to, to Germany. We decided this time we would go and stay with Marcus's sister who lives in Dresden near his um, parents. Um, and we traveled. First of all, we went via Frankfurt where we visited the Hafenkirche, which is a, a New Frontiers church plant in Frankfurt whose vision is to really see the New Frontiers churches being, um, being built up in Germany. So they've got a vision to see a New Frontiers church in every single state of Germany over the coming years. Um, so we, we met with them, we prayed with um, Simon Tarry, uh, Tarry there, who's a great guy. He really encouraged us. He, um, uh, on the evening before we left, at like ridiculous o'clock, we were praying together, and uh, he read out a passage from Ezekiel, which is talking about a river flowing east, which he, when he thought of the passage, he didn't know that it actually said flowing east, but it was, again, it was a, a confirmation that we should be going east for us, uh, a river flowing east and bringing life wherever it flows. And so we carried on on our journey. We went uh, to Erfurt and met with some people there who uh, have the vision, Ostdeutschland glaubt, um, East Germany believes. So their, their uh, vision is that, um, it's a really cool vision, that East Germany would believe more tomorrow than it does today, which sounds really, I don't know, it's, I just find it really inspiring. That actually, you know, we want every day, we want to be going a step forward. And it might be teeny tiny steps, but actually it's steps forward. Uh, then we visited uh, Leipzig and we visited Dresden and uh, we just carried on searching for where does God want us to be. Um, and we were praying and in that time there were twice the scripture from Act 16, the little story, maybe another story that Paul's traveling through Mena Asia, Asia Minor? What's Asia the? Minor. Asia Minor. <laughs> and he's trying to get there and the Holy Spirit stops him and he goes trying to go there and he's... Holy Spirit stops him. And then he's got this dream at night of a guy from Macedonia to say, come over to us and help us. And that, that scripture came from two different directions to us in that time. And we said, okay, so we'll do it like Paul. We'll plan to go and we'll pray that the Holy Spirit will stop us if we go the wrong direction. And we pray that people will ask us for help if it's the right direction. Yeah. So one day we left the kids with my parents. We sat in the car. We prayed. We, we, we trust drive to Chemnitz now, <laughs> stop us if this is the wrong place, yeah. and please confirm it if it's the right place, and then we started driving over. And so when we got to the, got off the motorway at Chemnitz, we're driving off the motorway, and I look left, and I see this massive billboard. It's a, it wasn't this one. I, I did mock this one up because I didn't take a picture. I wasn't that clever. I didn't take a picture, but it basically said, your search ends here. So literally off the motorway, oh, our search ends here. Wouldn't it be funny if that were what God is telling us, we said. And, and it was the whole day, so we only spent half a day there, but the whole day, every, every so often, we'd notice that there's another thing that's actually confirming this is the right place. We went uh, into this amazing church, which is called Jakobi Kirche, which is in the town center, and they had an art gallery uh, ex exhibition, get the word right, um, on, and uh, I chatted to the lady who was, who was organizing it, and she said, we have to do this because we can't get people into church. This is the only way to get them into the building. And, and we thought, actually, these people, they need Jesus. They need to be coming into church so they can hear the message of God. Wouldn't it be great if we could be there and be helping to get people into churches, getting people into contact with this Jesus, who they've never even had the chance to meet? Um, then we carried on driving around and just randomly kind of driving around a city. that was, It's huge. It's about the same size as Derby. And uh, we're just randomly driving around, and we came across this 
I don't, you probably can't read it. This says blessing. Um, and we thought, that, that's got to be something Christian. What is this? We, we looked at the sign in the window, and it was a church plant that was church planting in this area called Lessingsplatz. And they just put a B on the front to make it a blessing to, the, to this really socially deprived area. And they'd set up a church. So we went there the next morning. And while we were chatting with them, and we, we enjoyed their church service with the kids on Sunday morning, and while we were chatting together afterwards over lunch, they basically said, come and help us. Come and be a part of what God is doing here in Chemnitz. So we, we really took that as confirmation of that's what we exactly prayed for. So from that moment, we said, I think it's Chemnitz. And it felt like this falling in love with somebody for the very first time. And you think, wow, this is, this is cool. This will be our new hometown. So here are pictures from, from beautiful Chemnitz <laughs> who, um, when people in Chemnitz, when you ask them, they often say, we are like the forgotten little ugly sister. So there's Dresden. Everyone knows Dresden. It's a beautiful historic town with a, with a nice church right in the middle. And everyone knows Leipzig in the area, which is the second biggest in the area, which is the boom town. There are loads of people moving every year because of everyone wants to be in Leipzig somehow. And Chemnitz is like a little bit forgotten. Chemnitz was redesigned after the war from the from in GDR times as a socialist a model town. So they, we, in socialism, you believe everyone is equal, so they built loads of these lovely concrete flats where every flat is the same, okay, because it's on one level, on a very low level. <laughs> and, and then they put a big, big Karl Marx statue right in the center. Karl Marx is one of their socialist thinkers. And it's still there, which is strange, I find, personally. And nowadays, um, Chemnitz had a, had a bad name, really, because the demonstrations around Karl Marx isn't about socialism anymore, but shouting Ausländer raus, <laughs> uh, foreigners out here. So it's a lot of xenophobia and, and hatred against refugees coming from the East and all that. And we felt, where would Jesus go? I believe he would go to the marginalized and to the people who say we are forgotten. And I believe, actually, that he is doing that and that we are allowed to be part of that. And it's not, not the sexiest place in Germany where everyone goes, oh, I want to be in, in Chemnitz. But we believe that's exactly where, where Jesus is. I'd like to point out I have picked the, the worst pictures here. Yeah, they are, they are um, beautiful <laughs> parts, actually. Got, so. I did have a slide with lovely pictures, too. But, and um, I said we need to show the ugly side of this. <laughs> it's actually it's, uh, quite interesting. It's one of the towns, uh, cities in Germany with the largest amount of green space per head of population. It's got green parks everywhere you look. So it does have very, very beautiful areas, too. Um, Anyway, since, since that trip last summer, we made a decision, therefore, yes, we're going to go to Chemnitz. Chemnitz is the right place. Um, God's given us a heart for this city, so the more we've found out about it, the more we, we've started to love it. Obviously, we're not there yet, so I expect uh, that love to grow as we, as we um, live there. Uh, we've started to gather a team. There's a picture here of um, a small team. There's us, and this is Medita and Hannah. Hannah's uh, going to come across from Stuttgart to join us. Um, she's going to carry on studying in, the, in um, Chemnitz. Medita is currently thinking about coming. She'd really like to join us. Um, and there's another lad called Yoni. He's going to come and um, be there for a, for a little while at the beginning while he does uh, like a work practicum. Uh, that's the German word. A work placement, sorry, um, with his university. So we started to gather a few people. 
couple of, a couple of weeks ago, I went house hunting, um, and we got a lovely flat, which is on the next picture. That's our lovely flat, the bottom one there, those windows. It's amazing. It's a beautiful flat that's really, uh, I could tell you the story later, it's a miracle that we got it. Um, and it's not one of these high-rise blocks, which I'm really pleased about. Um, but we also, we've got school places for our three oldest children. Again, those were all, they feel like they've been miracles. Um, and we've also gathered a few friends already that um, I stayed with one of the people in that picture um, while, we were while I was over there. And they've just been so welcoming. And like every, every t opportunity, they said, you know, if you need help with this or that or the other, you know, just shout, we'll come and we'll, we'll support you. So we feel like we're going into something that God's really preparing for us already. And uh, we found some good, strong partners as well. So on the next slide, it's about partnership. If you go into a difficult place to plant church, it's good to have good partners. So thank you very much for praying for us. It's awesome to walk in here and somebody saying, how's it going? How's your flat and from, from Chemnitz? And have you sold your house? And it's very, very encouraging to be part of, of a family of churches. And this link about the Marburg Mission Foundation is a real blessing as well. So that's the organization that my family was part of when I was younger. And they said, let us sort out all the, um, all, the, all the legal side of employment so that you can actually get a flat. So our donations will go to them, and they will give us a proper work contract, which is really, really helpful. And then we started prayer Zooms once a month. And they've been so good and so encouraging to have 20 people or so in our living room and on Zoom at the same time praying together for Chemnitz. And that's been a good um, encouragement for us. The next one's tonight, by the way, if you feel, if you fancy. Um, yeah, what's happening next? Um, we've got um, some prayer pointers that'll be on the next slide. There's a whole bunch of stuff that needs to happen. Our house sale, uh, we need. We had sold it, it fell through, um, but I'm trusting God that he's got a plan. I don't know what that plan is currently, but we need, uh, we need to sell our house. It's a little bit more difficult. It's become even more difficult since it's first sold. The rates are going up again, but please pray um, that we sell our house. Uh, that'd be amazing. Um, second of all, we need to build a supporter base. So we're going out there as full-time missionaries. Um, we could take up um, some secular employment, but we're going out to Chemnitz as a, as a leap of faith, really. And we're not stepping into a church, an existing church, which will have the funds to pay us. So, like I say, while we could um, take on some secular employment, we feel that God is really encouraging us to go and spend as much time as possible church planting. Um, building connections, sharing God's love, talking about Jesus. Um, so at the moment, we're trying to build up a financial supporter base. Um, so we'd like to ask you, please, could you prayerfully consider whether you might be able to support us financially um, as we go? Number three is building our team. Um, again, we are very blessed by um, having been in New Frontiers DNA for the last 15 years of this sort of every church is a church planting church. And we'd love for more people from maybe from the UK, maybe from other New Frontiers churches to join us. So please pray that we'll not just be us six plus two students, uh, but the, maybe that there is another family joining in so that we can be a nucleus of a carrying um, a missional New Frontiers DNA with us. Then there's the practicalities. We need to book a removal company. We need to book our flights. We need to pack, and we need to say our goodbyes. Um, yeah. And then we'll arrive in Chemnitz, uh, pro probably on the 26th of July, if that flight is still available. <laughs> <laughs> and then we'll settle in. We'll help our kids finding the way to schools. We'll try to get used to a very strange culture. I, I haven't lived there ever, 
None of us have lived in that part of the world ever. Even I've lived in Stafford as longest in my life, so Stafford's been the place where I've lived longest now. And it's a bit of a strange culture over there in Germany, I can, I can say. People think that I'm part of that culture because my German accent is still here, but you can pray for us that we can settle well in a, in a culture that's um, very, very foreign to all six of us. And then we pray that one day there will be an established church plant of people meeting together, possibly in that flat that you just saw a minute ago, uh, worshiping together in our living room, reaching out to our, to our neighborhood and being in a new Jerusalem so that the ends of the earth again became a new Jerusalem. And that really brings me back to the first slide. Can you get, put, can put the next one on, sorry, to the, to the first? Uh, I'm sorry, messed it up. Anyway, I messed it up. Acts 1 verse 8, you will be my witnesses. When the Holy Spirit comes, you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in Judea and Samaria and at the end of the earth. And that's coming back to you now. Okay, so what will you do? What will you do? What did you all shout earlier? To Chemnitz. Hey! <laughs> Just kidding. No, no, we are all witnesses. And so when you go tomorrow morning to where you normally go, you will do exactly the same as somebody does who goes to Timbuktu. Okay? It's all part of the one mission. So please ask yourself, where are you going with the Holy Spirit to be witnesses? Okay? I mean, it's good to have open ears to the Holy Spirit for any redirection. For us, this has been a massive, massive boost for our own faith. It's good to know you're going to the right place, okay? So ask, ask the Holy Spirit to guide you, but wherever that is, it's the same mission. It's the same mission. We want to be witnesses to Jesus, our Lord and Savior. Hallelujah. Yeah, yep. it's a leap of faith. Being a Christian is a leap of faith. Um, and when we, <laughs> when we leap, actually, most of the time, we don't actually leap. We just step day for day through the doors that, uh, and the openings that God gives us. And we step into the conversations that he puts before us to share the gospel, to share Jesus in the most normal of ways. You don't have to stand on the Areopagus like Paul did and preach to um, an atheist or a, a, a multi-theist crowd of people. You can just preach to your neighbor or to the guy who sits next to you in the booth at work or wherever it is, you can be a part of this mission that God's sending us on. And he doesn't send us on our own. He sends us with the Holy Spirit. So you are empowered to do this by God's power, by God's Holy Spirit. Amen. Yeah. Hallelujah. Thanks for listening to this Jubilee Church podcast. Feel free to check out our website at www.jubilee.org.uk and come along on any Sunday morning.